Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Happy to report that I've missed all of the weekend, so you boys are gonna carry. Okay, is that is that good? Got it. Yeah, we, yeah. we can do that. Mean? Yeah. So because I had a I had a pretty eventful weekend, it's still not done. Like today is still like really busy, but uh, yesterday the the season starts. The MLS season starts this coming Saturday. Uh, so we have a couple of like preseason events. I'm now interning with Philadelphia Union, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I had the excuse of wearing this hat, which is featured heavily before on the podcast. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the next game is on Saturday. So there was a kit launch event, and I bought the kit. It's unreal. Um, I don't know if you boys saw it, but it's oh, it's really really good. Man. The uh, new away kit. Uh, the, the weird thing is that MLS teams get to change only one kit per season, like home kit, then away kit the next season, then a home kit, right. away kit. So we were sticking with the same home kit, but the away kit is sensational. Uh, so I, I had to buy one. Oh, is this the sort of cream and blue number? Yeah. That is nice. So I, I bought that. What's Thomas? Uh, Thomas is a, a, a brand of bread. We've always been sponsored by bread. It's always been bread. The uh, artisano last season, bread. On the, cr- the crest bread. is different as well. The crest is, yeah, they have the only the snake. If you see it on the camera, uh, mm. it's only that snake thing. Uh, it's just a nice touch. It's a really good well, touch. Why, um, why, why is, what's the significance of a snake to Philadelphia? Uh, there was a kind of a... a before... The United States is that, is that where they went after the St. Patrick? Oh. Uh, no, no, I don't think it relates to St. Patrick, but I'm I'm not clued up on history enough uh, to confirm. Um, but there was a it's when the t- before the United States like essentially joined for the first time. Um, I think it was like during the Civil War. Uh, there was a um. Ben Franklin drew a caricature of a snake that said join or die uh, and then right. like divided it into 13 parts for the 13 territories or no five parts for the five territories at the time I think something like that uh, so yeah we've adopted that snake because it was join or created die. in yeah join or die because it was uh, born in 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 uh, Philadelphia so although Philadelphia is not in Philadelphia it's much more south in Chester, Delaware Chester, County. Chester, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's pretty far down. It's a it's a long drive from Philly. It's about thirty minutes drive from Philly. But anyway, how are you boys? How how are your weekends? Contrasting. <laughs> yeah, that was a good way of putting that. Yeah, mm-hmm. how's uh, uh, Harry? You've uh, you're straight back into the title race. Like we, my twin brother texted me after you lost the city and said. Arsenal have lost the title. And I said no. Right. Well, I'm glad to see he's not taken it over the top or anything like that. Um, so have we, have we now won the title now that we're back in front? Is that right? Uh, <laughs> well, he, he texted me when you won yesterday and said, JK, LOL. So I don't know what the message yeah, is. Yeah, I know. People are just playing both sides. I mean, it's glorious to see kind of the mental gymnastics kind of going on at the moment. So when we were out in front, <laughs> if they don't win it, they're the biggest bottlers in the history of football that have ever existed and then now that we're behind it's kind of a miracle if we ever get back into it and now we're back in front and it's ours to lose it's just yeah swings and roundabouts emotions kind of all over the place um yeah i mean 
I think I think given what went on on Wednesday, people obviously, you know, did forget that we have the game in hand and obviously the opportunity to get back in front yep. on our own terms. Um, now, as it turned out, it went even better than that and obviously Man City dropped points and we ended up winning it late and um, back in front probably sooner than I expected. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think this week, just in general, in, in, in encapsulates why you just can't go over the top in this. You know, you can't win the title in February, and equally, you, you I mean, you can lose it, but you're not going to lose it with, you know, two results or whatever. It, 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 there's a lot of games still to be played. Yeah. and um, Including City Arsenal. Yeah, including City Arsenal. Uh, obviously, you know, we haven't recorded since, obviously, the game was played on Wednesday. Um, yeah. I think I think I'd like to see us a bit more full strength for the return game, missing obviously a couple of important players, and I, I think it did play into it. Um, and we just weren't ruthless in the moments that that we had, and and they were, and that that was ultimately what it was. I thought, um, which is fine. I I can deal with that. I think we can give them another good game and just learn the lessons from kind of what we did really. But. Um, Good to, I think it was one of those yesterday. Was quite mm-hmm. good to have a game. Obviously, if you lose it, it's not. But it's kind of quite good to just get get over the last result and try and just get back to winning ways. Because obviously, it's been a it had been a few games now that we'd not managed to pick up a win. And um, yeah, I, it was kind of just however really I, I would have taken any form of victory yesterday. And I kind of as it turned out, um, probably more stressful than than it should have been when you kind of look back at the stats of the game and the chances that were created and kind of the way it went although a lot of that did obviously happen in the second half um i would have taken any form of win because we just needed to get three points and just get out of the kind of mini rut that we were in so good to get the win and obviously then man city dropping points unexpectedly in kind of quite bizarre circumstances um i feel like people like forget that city won six nil against Nottingham forest in the reverse fixture. Was it 6 0? Yeah, 6 0. They scored 6. So, yeah, 6 0. So, 1 uh, 1 was. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Entirely, it, it was entirely crazy. Entirely. It was a crazy game. Um, they missed so many chances. I sort of like was half obviously happy that they dropped points, but then half was like, why couldn't they have missed a few of these chances against us? Because it just feels like every time we play them, they score pretty much every chance they get. So, um, kind of conflicting emotions there, but. Yeah, they were really wasteful and will Good. thoroughly regret not winning that game. It's kind of one of those games you just look back at and go, how on earth did we not win that 4-5-0? or five nil? Um, Good. It reminded me of that result-wise. Obviously, I didn't watch the game, but it reminded me about... It reminded me of when in 2018-19, you know, the season when we won the Champions League and lost the league having gotten 97 mm. points, the game against Everton away... We drew nil-nil and missed like a couple of absolute saves. Salah went one-on-one from midfield and still missed. And like took a heavy touch. Bickford could come out and, and save. Uh, and that was that was the moment where I was like, how did we not win this? And, you know, I know this will cost us the title now because, you know, football works. Well, let's that. hope it costs City the title. If that's I do kind hope of so. But I, I got so, a feeling uh, yesterday after seeing your simultaneous 3-2 against Aston Villa at 1-1 City Forest. 4-2. You dropped us in the goal. Say what? 
It's four, four two. two. Oh, four two. Yeah, it was three two. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, because I saw the winner in the ninety third minute. I like, checked my phone in the yeah. middle of the of the event. I mean, it's actually the best fourth goal. I mean, in yeah. Emery was yeah. fuming about it and just going up for that corner um, and just giving us the fourth goal. Essentially, not a good afternoon for him. Which I mean, you love to see it, quite frankly, because he's a massive. <laughs> um, Martinez, imagine yeah. this goal. Imagine Emiliano Martinez on goal. I know it was glorious. I mean, the oh. calm of it was absolutely glorious because, like, oh. the, genuinely, the time wasting was just absurd. I don't understand why he was time wasting either because, like, we were on top, but like, there was a chance for them to still win the game, and he was doing it at two all. It's just like, what? Why are you doing it? There's 25 mm. minutes to go. You're at home. You know that you've had chances, albeit mostly on the counter attack. Um, like, what are you doing here? And then, like, the other night against Man City, Edison was doing it after 20 minutes. It's just like, what is going on here? Like, what in what world did Man City start time-wasting after 25 minutes and, and yeah. booting it long like they were? It's just like, what on earth am I watching here? Like, this this is just a different team. Um, do, you think, which... um, do you think Sean Dice and Pep Guardiola have had a Freaky Friday moment, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. It's, yeah, it... <sighs> I mean, it's a common theme of sort of what we're coming up against at the moment. And, uh, I mean, it's all part of football. You've got to find ways to deal with it. And I actually thought that it didn't really help Villa yesterday, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think it helps teams when they come to the Emirates and do it either because as someone that's been in that ground and seen it kind of go quiet at points, one thing that is sure to get the crowd up is when the opposition keeper starts time-wasting. Like, that is how you create an atmosphere in the Emirates, believe you me. So... I never really understand it when teams come and do it, I'll be honest with you. It can work, I and mean, it worked for Newcastle. You could argue it worked for Brentford um, last week. And obviously Man City ended up winning, albeit not through time-wasting. So, um, yeah, a bit strange, but couldn't happen to a nicer guy um, that, that <laughs> yesterday at the end. Just absolutely love to see it. It is pretty crazy that this is essentially the first win in a month. The, the, the last win was against Man United, that I think it's a late goal. Yeah. Since then, he lost to City twice, 1-0, and 3-1. Everton 1-0, Arsenal, uh, Brentford 1-1, and then, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, which is, uh, congratulations. It's vital. <laughs> it was, I, I like, it, I do feel like I was, that was a, it showed a lot of character for Arsenal going forward. I think they'd be, it's a huge result, I felt like. Hmm. Although, although you were kind of saying that it, it's, you know, it, people people saying all the things that they, they were about Arsenal, I think this one definitely sort of shuts a few people up. Well, it, it, it's one of those, it's like, firstly, I, there was a stat that came out yesterday, it was the first game that Arsenal had won when they were losing at half-time in an away game outside of London since 2009, which I thought was just a mad stat, so we basically yeah. hadn't beaten a team from outside the capital when losing at half-time. Um, since 2000, it was against Liverpool. Funny enough, I was there. Never been wow. to Liverpool since who's, then. Yeah. Who's researched that? that I know his Opta. His Opta just tweeted it out. I was like, that is such a weird stat to have just pulled out. But I, I imagine mean, it's pretty easy actually to do. I know it's just a weird one to kind of come up with, like on it like is, you would pull as an idea. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how they come up with these sometimes. It's like so absurdly specific, like outside yeah. out of the London, but um. It's one of those wins where, like, you look at it and think, like, I would always prefer, like, just for the general stress levels to kind of just win a game quite easily. Mm. You know, take an early lead, maybe, maybe, you know, a few early goals, two or three nil, job done. But when you look back at it having won, it, it's something that kind of does a lot more for 
the psychology of the dressing room, you know, the morale when we're on a bit of a difficult run. Mm. These these are kind of intangibles that like don't get me wrong, they're hard to measure, but when you've been tested like that, because it was all there, let's be honest with you, right? We've had a difficult week. We've lost to Man City. You know, there's a quick turnaround. You're playing a team that's had a week off. They're coming off the back of a defeat last week, so they're going to be up for it. You're playing against your former manager. They score an early goal after four minutes. Like, it's all the recipes there for, mm. for you to get beat and then everyone to kind of come after you in the media and, and, you know, write all sorts about how you've bottled it and the title's gone and, you know, you get to February, crunch. So, like, all you, the, the headlines were written. Um and it was a, I think that second half was like as good as we've played in the second half all season. And we've played well in some second halves, don't get me wrong. But if you look at the sheer volume of chances created, possession, territory, threat we posed, they didn't have much. They had a couple of chances on the counter-attack, but like it was, you know, for a home team, I thought they didn't they didn't offer loads. It throughout the game really, but particularly second half. Um and in the end, the kind of pressure and, and dominance told, albeit with a slightly fortuitous and quite bizarre, um, well, I say winning goal. I mean, obviously, we, we had a fourth, but um, yeah, just just needed it, needed that win. And uh, I hope it's the spring ball, because for one, I was the other thing I was going to add is it kind of mm. feels like since Christmas, we haven't had many easy games, kind of when you go through them. Okay, West Ham on Boxing Day, probably the easiest of the lot. But if you go through all of our games, they've all been difficult for kind of different reasons. And it kind of feels like with our upcoming fixtures now, if we get through that Leicester game next week and you look uh -huh. at kind of the next six after that, up to Liverpool Anfield, which I think is the 8th or 9th of April, um, it's quite a winnab winnable run of games. Like you've got some games against the... Basically, the games you want, bottom half teams at home. And it doesn't feel like we've had one of those since West Ham on Boxing Day. Yeah, they're the games you look at. That, okay, like this is where we can just build some morale, and it's great to win this weekend. But now the games they, they do get a bit friendlier, so you got to win them. You know, you can't have any complacency, but it opens up for us a bit if we can get a few players back and just get a run together and, and make it difficult for Man City. That's that's kind of all I ask. Really. I, make make a fist. I up. thought the same about Chelsea going yeah. into the weekend. I thought <laughs> this is starting nicely on the fixtures. Yeah, very smoothly done there. <laughs> Uh, do you want to emphasize? Do you want to, do you want to elaborate, Fergal? <laughs> I mean, you can emphasize how bad they are if you want. It was one of the, it was one of those weird games I've watched in a while. Like there was just so many fouls. Like there was ah. like like every few. Did you see this one, Hank? I did. I, I did. What I was sort of flicking between this one and the Man City game, but I saw kind of because of the injury time at the end as well. I, I watched yeah. kind of like the last thirty minutes basically. What and, a glorious. Um, Three four hours for Harry there. Wow, it, it was yeah, it was quite good. I'm not gonna lie, it, it was good. It's not been as good today, mm. you know, with a couple of you know Man, Man United and Spurs winning, but you can't yeah. have it all. Um, but it Absolutely. was it was. I mean, Fergal must be conflicted here because obviously Chelsea have lost, but Gavin Bazunu starring in the Southampton that, goal, keeping that, a clean sheet. That, was the, it, that, that was the silver lining. Um, yeah, for this club, <laughs> definitely. It was, it was great, great to give him a bit of confidence going forward. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially with the uh, internationals there about a month away. Um, yeah, that was about the only good thing. Um, oh, internationals are Chelsea were just awful. Like, um, I didn't I see the just... first half, but like that—that that was where people were really getting frustrated. Like, the second half, you put some pressure on them, kind of mm. from what I saw. But people were 
furious with the first half because essentially it seemed like it was a pretty even game and then they score a free kick and yeah it, the playing the worst team in the league without a manager Southampton deserved it and I was like well it's been an even game so I suppose your perception of the two teams if, if yeah it's all relative like, to expectation maybe, maybe they deserve it just for keeping it an even game but like it was an it was an awful game like yeah. it was just like in the first half like, it was just so many so many fouls and that probably suited Southampton to keep it like stop us getting into any sort of flow um and then Aspiriquela decided to to <sighs> tackle I think it was Armstrong mm. for the free kick um and like it was just like I don't know. It's like like done. It's it's Armstrong on the ball, so he's not the biggest threat. Could you just have jockeyed him a bit and 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 not not like if you wanted to place the ball for a James Ward Prowse free kick, you couldn't do it much better than where it was placed for yeah. this one. Um, and um, he's just he's brilliant. Like it was amazing. Yeah. How he got so much dip on like where when it was like they go in the bottom, bottom the corner. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his free kicks do go in the bottom of the goal, is what I've noticed. Like he's very good yeah, at getting it up and then down quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like you know, you are partly unlucky to concede from a free kick, like statistically speaking. But he's not an unknown entity at this point. Like everyone knows how good he is from free he kicks. Is and, and, the and best from... free kick taker this generation of world football has seen. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, you'd, you'd extend that to kind of dead ball. Like, he's very good at putting corners in as well. Like, when you play Southampton, they're not great, but, like, the one thing you don't want to be doing is giving them set pieces. And free kicks on the edge of the area obviously falls under that. He's always going to at least offer a threat. He, you know, the likelihood is he'll probably put it on target. And, you know, 17 free kicks, I think it is, since 2016. Um, second to only one man who I'm sure you could probably guess who that is but um, David Beckham since 2016 oh since 2016 do you want to have, have another go <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's second to Beckham in the Premier League I believe but it's, yes, it's since yes. 2016 he's he's second to a, a, you know a half decent player from Argentina um, oh but, Messi yeah he's oh, in not oh, bad company today I was yeah. a really, fifth right. minute winner from a free kick. I think Messi had like twenty five, and Warprouse has got seventeen or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I, he... uh, uh, yeah, David Beckham. <laughs> I had the stat where he was uh, second behind David Beckham on my mind through. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm running it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. second to David Beckham, and then he said second to one man. I'm like David Beckham default. Yeah. I thought the same on it. Yeah, no, <laughs> since 2016. Well, there you go. There you go. I'll there be you clear. Go. Um, but yeah, the. Like, yeah. So, so the Southampton kept it. Like, the, the, it was just loads of fouls. That's the one thing. It just was like I was like, how many fouls are? I must. Like, I'd be surprised if it wasn't one of the most games with one with uh, most fouls in the first half of a game because there was just so mm. many and like neither team could really get anything going. They got the free kick, scored it. Um, second half, and uh, there was a few changes made and we looked better. Sterling had two great chances, didn't take them, and then Aspilicueta got um, kicked in the head. I still actually haven't heard anything about him. Have I these heard anything? Yeah, he's Not okay. Yes, he yeah, he's he's uh, like kind of gone on Twitter, sitting up in a in a chair, taking mm. taking himself. He's smiling. It's good to see. Um, That's good. Yeah, I don't know how that wasn't the right the card for the work and stuff. 
Say what? I don't know how that wasn't a red card. Um, I mean, a kick in the head should be, right? I, I didn't it, see it. Uh, it's a high boot, to... and it's it's only... Aspidicurea doesn't stoop that much, so he's it, it's, it's just high, and the only reason he's not sent off is because of his his perceived intentions are to have a shot, and he doesn't know Aspidicurea is there. Oh, so he's and... having a shot, and then he kicked his head? Yeah, it was an overhead oh, kick my again. Gosh. Oof. A full throttle. So I don't yeah. know. I I I kind of think like it, he's gotten away with it just because of the context of it, and because you know he didn't mean it. Mm. But like the outcome is, is is really really bad, and um, it, if if like if he had looked at him and done it, would he have been sent off? I don't know. I say. I th- I think it's. I think it was just I was disappointed that he wasn't showing a red. Um and then the added on time it was ten minutes Aspy Credit took to to for for them to take him off the pitch. And um there was only twelve minutes of added on time. Uh and there was loads of subs and other stoppages. So I don't know where they got twelve minutes from, but it, it did feel short. Um so yeah, it was a disappointing that we they didn't do that, but the Chelsea performance just wasn't good enough. And um, I think Graham Potter deserves some of the blame for that performance because mm. he, I think he was trying to rotate players, which is is fair enough. But I think he he done it a bit too too many, um, and it ended up just we we weren't they weren't a cohesive team whatsoever. Yeah, from because there was too many changes. In midweek, uh, you lost 1-0 to Borussia Dortmund as well. That was a good uh, But performance, that was though. a much better performance. Like, from the highlights, I skipped that too. Um, this, this is what annoys me the most with, like, yeah. yesterday's game. was, like, after the Dortmund game, you're like, oh, why? We actually looked all right. And it was, you know, Dortmund were just clinical. Adeyemi just roasted. Adeyemi, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you would have known because the game just finished before we started recording. Uh, Borussia Dortmund won a four-one against uh, Hertha Berlin, but Adiemi making an assist, mm-hmm. I, I like scored a goal and then made an assist for the second. But making the assist, he injured injured his hamstring pretty significantly, and it does look like he's gonna miss the second leg. Um, given mm-hmm. how like how in pain he was, yeah. So um, yeah, that's a shame for him. that problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you'd be happy um, to hear that. <laughs> but you're a, good, you're a nice guy, so probably not. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, oh, there you go. so, the, yeah, it was, like, I, I think it was just disappointing that, like, there just seemed to be no progress or, or no, we weren't adding to the, like, good performance we had in Dortmund. Yeah. Didn't take that momentum. And then, yeah, and then just to lose Southampton, there's not really any excuses, um, even, if, even though they did play okay. So he's really is under pressure. Yeah. Um, well, that was sort of like what I was going to come to is ugh, there, there are Chelsea fans that are turning now. Like this was sort of the first, and, and it's been brewing for a few weeks now, mm-hmm. like, if we're being completely honest. But this was kind of the first time, the full time whistle blew, and it turned really toxic. So and I think given a result like that, like I, I can understand it. Where are you kind of on it all at the moment, given, you know, you've had a difficult week again. 
And as you said, there's he's chopping and changing. There's not really continuity in in the teams he's picking. There doesn't seem to quite be the the cohesion in it all. Like, wh- where do you stand with Potter at this point? Still think he's the man for the job. Still think he, he just needs to. I wish we could just end, like forfeit the rest of our games. <laughs> I don't know what that would mean. I don't know if that if we're safe from relegation yet to be able to do that. But if like if no, we could just not. like you're ten points away, you're eleven points away. Yeah. What What have you seen then in in what you, in what he's produced so far at Chelsea? What have you seen that that would give you the idea that he's the man for the job? Just to play devil's it's advocate, it's nothing. It's nothing that in fairness, it's nothing that he's done at yeah. Chelsea. Okay. Um. It's it's what he's done at Brighton. It's the the circumstances surrounding his appointment and all the changes, um, and just the who are we going to get in if we sack if we sack hmm. him? Because I I think those are two distinct points. Like one is why you think he's the man for the job, and the other is why you like shouldn't get rid of him at this point in time. And kind of when you talk about, and I agree with you, it's difficult to look at it right now and, and a justify sacking him when you've given him this five or six year deal or whatever it was at the start. You spent all this money in January. You've and made all a huge backroom staff. As you, well. You've yeah, you've essentially made a huge point of of him being your man like he was keen to get rid of Tuchel because he wasn't his man he's brought Potter in because he sees him as the guy to take them forward mm-hmm. with this kind of new Chelsea and I-, I think it's more like if you sack him now you're essentially like you you lose the trust of people that would have looked at that and thought okay he's come in he has an idea of the man the sort of manager he wants and what he wants to build and I think if you get rid of Potter at the first opportunity you're turning your back on that immediately. People aren't going to necessarily believe what you're trying to build kind of going forward. But those aren't in themselves reasons to look at what Potter has produced at Chelsea and even at Brighton and say, do you know what? He is the man. I think it's more they can't sack him at this point in time for kind of ex- external factors, um, you know, not relating to his performance at this point in time, Was is my take on that. Yeah. I, 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 I just don't see... I I can't think of many better candidates that of like what I'd like to see going forward. I really like the way he conducts himself. He's under so much pressure, so many stupid questions being pointed out. The media are, are like stirring stuff up because he's not giving them any good headlines really, other than yeah. the results. You could you could tell there was one yesterday where it's like there's Chelsea fans that said to me you're the you're like the worst manager in Chelsea history or something like that. It was to that yeah. effect. And you can see those questions are clearly designed to provoke a reaction to get a headline, as you say. And that the, is what they're... The, the journalist just read off quotes from, like, yeah. said fan. And it's like... Yeah. He, 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 it's like... It's like, you just make up whatever you want to call. Yeah, you could have just written that. Potter, say yeah. it someone else said it, and, and yeah. you can get away with it. Like, it's... It's, it was it's just, like pulling yeah. off quotes off Twitter. It's funny yeah. how much that actually annoys managers. I remember Klopp had it earlier this season. It was like someone yeah. asked him a question, but it was based on something. And it was like a pundit. Like someone said this about you. What do you think? And he basically turned around and said, well, like, are you asking me that or not? Like, don't use someone else's quotes. That isn't a question. Yeah. Like, have the gumption to ask me it yourself. Don't take someone else's words and like tell me i know what they've said like they're aware of what people are saying about them like if you want to ask me that ask me that yourself um journalists are self-serving and you're absolutely right like he he's under pressure from these guys because he essentially isn't giving them a rise like the criticism of him so far is that he doesn't he's not 
He's also not charismatic as well. He's not going to give them. Yeah. If he's not getting angry, he's not also not giving them any, you know, good lines that like funny or, or char- charismatic that will will get clicks. And that maybe is like, it might be something that he actually might want to do because and people say like I'd be kind of the opinion that you know it it doesn't really that bit doesn't really matter but for his own sake to sort of like take the pressure off him or to like just be have less knives out for him from the media which will like affect fans perception it might be something that he wants to do the thing is you can't it, it, win it's all superficial stuff it's not really yeah. anything that actually matters no, yeah. but like equally, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because now, yeah. if he comes out in his next press conference, he comes out all guns blazing and you know bites back and responds to stuff. The headlines will then be that you know he's cracking up, the pressure's yeah. getting mm-hmm. to him. Like you really can't win. Like no. it kind of yeah, he has to just carry on with the. With, it with it the provokes the question: Like, how are you supposed to conduct yourself when your team is losing? Like, there isn't a right way to go about it. Like, whatever way you you go about. Uh, responding to questions and and interviews and and press conferences, like there, people will find an angle to say that you're doing something wrong because it all relates to performance. If you're winning games, you're doing all the right things, and if you're not winning games, you're not. Like the second Arsenal have gone on a mini like little wobble, it all becomes about you know is Arteta cracking up on the touchline? Is he is he too emotional? On, uh, you know, in his technical area and arguing with officials, like it's all related to performance. As soon as you start losing a few games. You're not showing the right signs. Your body language is wrong. Your emotions not in the right place. It's a difficult time for him. Like I do have sympathy for him, just simply because he seems like a nice guy. Like no, I think no, oh. nobody, nobody would say these things about Ancelotti. And Ancelotti is famous for being not even shouting at his players. He, yeah. I think in his book that, that I read, like it's a really good read actually. He's very hands off. And, and and he he says he says like he does he doesn't like to get angry with his players. He, he, if some, something's not good enough he'll, he'll say it to them but he doesn't necessarily need to get angry with them to say that and um, and I think there was one time that Ancelotti told off his team and then he went back like he completely lost the rag with them mm. and then went back and apologised afterwards because it was like mm. oh sorry I was out of the line there mm. so like he was he was one of the most loved Chelsea managers that we've had by by the fans yeah. and and um, you know those things as you say Harry whenever you're winning league titles it, that sort of thing isn't isn't said no nope. so he but he, it is disappointing that he, we haven't progressed in the amount of games that he's had but I just don't see the point in sacking him I think I I think it's understandable that I I, I people also perceived us to be a better team than we were. Um, mm. and so it's come as more of a shock as to as to what level we actually are at. But it's not really a shock to me. I was, mm. I, I really was not hopeful at the start of the season. My prediction was fourth. That was not to me. That was me being biased. Yeah. And hoping no, I know that from sort of speaking to like you. Even last season, at the start of last season, and yeah. you just come off winning yeah. the Champions League, and everyone thought, okay, they've added Lukaku, like they're going to go for the. You were sort of one of the Chelsea fans I spoke to that did express concerns and reservations about, you know, the football you were playing, whether it suited, you know, a league campaign, whether you'd find enough solutions to win games. And I think that I, that hammers home everything you said at the time. There's there's no there's no easy, quick fix out of this. Like, 
there's what who's the last team to even challenge for a title after having um and after not ha- having a, a some sort of big plan um mm. it's probably Conte's Chelsea. I can't think of another team that's even challenged um without having a, like a big plan and, and and sticking with the manager for a bit a bit like the yeah, so we just need to stick with it, and it. But I don't. I don't know if he will get the time now. I th- I th- like those boos at the end are really concerning. I made the 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 comparison to uh, the Napoli game whenever we uh-huh. won uh, the Champions League. Whenever you asked me about my predictions for the Dortmund game, I yeah, and I said we'll lose the first leg and we'll win the second leg. Uh, and I said, I said, but he'll keep his job in between. <laughs> I'm now not so sure. I might, my prediction might actually be more accurate than I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, back tomorrow, the caretaker, whoever he is. Wins yeah, the, I don't know who the equivalent and... of Di Matteo could be this time. Um, but uh, yeah, Gianfranco Zola. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. There you go. Well, uh, how long? How long is it? Uh, or how long does it feel, rather, uh, when uh, since George said that Chelsea could be on a title charge? Yeah, it's not aged well. I mean, it genuinely, how many games have they won since then? Like four. Are Liverpool on a title charge? Can I just? No. Can I just nudge it out there? Can I? Can I no. just like? No, you can't push it in there. You can't. I thought you might come in here and say, are they on a top four charge? And I was kind of prepared to be open-minded and, and you know, have a discussion. I am like three You've been, spe- you've been speaking to our, our good... top four charge, spe- I fully believe in it. I fully you've been speaking to our um, good friend Liam too much. His, his positivity has clearly kind of informed <laughs> your uh, state of mind. It's... Uh, yeah. What's, what's I mean, the... We love him. What, yeah. what, what's changed your mood? Because if we go back a couple... Yeah podcast what 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 have you seen a change in other than the result that um, you think yeah we're good i mean the fact that we won two games like winning against everton was completely unexpected not gonna lie really um, yes it was completely and utterly unexpected by me why uh, you literally because, always because beat say, i know but it's like the 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 context of Sean Dyche having just taken over and, and winning against Arsenal. Us being as crap as we as we were. And yeah, everything else in between. The the pressure to win that game. The with the fact that we just didn't have Jota Firmino back yet. And our attacking options are Darwin Nunez, who just couldn't score to save his life at that point. <laughs> Um, disgusting as well. I, I love the way you said Darwin yeah. Nunes. Uh, yeah. All we had was our seventy million pound Uruguayan striker Wonderkid. I know, I know, he's seventy million and whatever, but he just couldn't score to 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 save our lives. Like, he just, he just. If you tell him to score a goal as if his life depends on it, he will put it wide. Like that, that was how bad it was. Yeah, but we we won two games now. We won two games in a row. Uh, and the other one being Newcastle, which again, no expectations going into that into that game, but we scored two goals very early before the red yep. card. The red card happens, and the rest of the game just most un Liverpool like this season. 
The most I, 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 I like it. I only I was at a phase in that event yesterday where I could like pull out the phone and put it like a, a, in a quarter and just like peek at the game every now and then. I, I couldn't count myself as having watched it, but at no point and looking at the stats after and everything and the highlights, there is not there was nothing to suggest that we were in any sort of danger. Like there, there might have been a phase or two where Newcastle held the ball a bit, but that was a controlled two-nil win. When was the last time we had this? You know, of course I'm positive. And oh, no, back. yeah, Nunez is, is, is has scored an easy chance, which is a massive step forward. Firmino's back, and Firmino was great yesterday. So I'm I'm more positive definitely than I was last week. Are you going to beat Real Madrid then? Is what no, you're saying? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Forget the league. Uh, the, I think top four. We we can give it our best in the Champions League, of course, but we won't win. Yeah. Um, top four should be a priority now because I it's don't doable. know about Tottenham. I, Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle have never been top four quality for me all season. Um, Fulham, Brighton, really, like, Fulham, Brighton should be... Yeah, with all due respect. Top they shouldn't, we, we, they shouldn't, yeah. be, they shouldn't be there yet, right? No, no. Even though Brighton I, have, like, got a draw and battered us at, uh, at their stadium. I, I, it's anyway skipped my mind. But... You know, we're yeah, better but... than them. We're better than them and should be able to top them, Fulham, Newcastle, and Tottenham. It opinion. is doable. Like, I, I don't think it will require, you know, 70-plus points to get top four this year. I do think it will be quite a low standard top four. Like, Tottenham yeah, are fourth. Fair. Tottenham have been shocking. They've been awful this season. I cannot believe that they're fourth. It's <laughs> like, uh, this isn't me just sticking the... I genuinely think they've been appalling, like, pretty much since October. They're the yeah. decent starts of the season. You know, Conte seems like he's kind of one week from walking every time. Um, you know, every they time they lose a game. They're only fourth because Liverpool and Chelsea are having the seasons they're having. Yeah, pretty, they're pretty much four by default. Um, yeah. And I think even the most ardent Spurs fans would probably tell you that. Like, they've not been good this season. Like, with, with 24 games in, they're on 42 points. It's like mm. barely a point and a half per game. You take that over a season, you're looking at mid 60s it's a pretty low standard to get top four this year like yeah. I, I i think i think it's doable for liverpool because they're the only team i look at in that kind of you know cluster take fulham and brighton out of it and say it's between tottenham newcastle liverpool liverpool the only team and i know they've not shown signs of it this season but like given their previous history you could see them winning kind of four five six games in a row yep. tottenham are too inconsistent and newcastle have run out of gas a little bit i think so yeah. It's there for them. For I'm not quite ready yet to say they'll definitely get it, if that makes sense. I think it's... Oh, the, the, the last two games have been better. I think that next league game against Man United... or well, actually, Liverpool have a game next weekend, but I think Man United's next league game is Liverpool-Anfield on the 5th of March. That's a big game, because yeah. if you ask most Liverpool fans, they'd probably still tell you they think they're better than Man United. And I think if they're full strength, they should beat them at home. You know, it's another one. It's kind of like that Everton game win another big game and just keep going and and I can see you doing it but it's going it's going to be tight I think um the head to head against Tottenham you've still got to play Tottenham again um yeah you know it's going to be big but you know you're getting a few players back as you said like you've not had what that What about Nick season. Pope can, can we talk about that that, that hey! was well, that said, that was funny. I think he, he was he was trying to make, to play the header and just landed wrong and that's why he held it. He's trying to head it, he that, missed that's... it, and his instinct was to grab the ball. I I I don't think there's much more to it than that. I think no, he see, just. I think he his landing was wrong, 
and then like, yeah, yeah, he had, he had messed up. both hands like that, and then I he don't, then completely he, he, puts he, like, his arm out. Yeah, I don't know if it's it was, if it was goalkeeper instinct to go grab the ball or if the the ball just landed on his hand on his hand. Like I thought that was my no, first he, he definitely went for it. Yeah, I mean it was it was a little bit bizarre after the game when they were kind of trying to talk it down from being a red card, basically because they felt sorry for him because he's obviously going to miss the cup final next week. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it was just a cut and dry red. Maurice it's unfortunate. Maurice Carrier, Maurice Carrier. I mean. Oh. Crazy, isn't it? It's, it's it's actually crazy that they loaned Depravica to Man United. He's played one game against Charlton, or, or it might have been. I think it was Charlton. It was one of the League Cup games. He was like uh-huh. terrible. He was absolutely. Oh, it was Aston Villa, maybe. But he was absolutely terrible. He's played one game for the team. They're now going to play in the final, so he's cup tied, and they now have to turn to. Well, Ali will remember him maybe not so fondly. Twenty eighteen uh, Champions League final. The worst viewing experience of my entire life in any form of entertainment. Yeah, it was it was a pretty hard watch for the guy. Um, uh, yeah, either either uh, Lois Carius or, or Mark Gillespie, Gillespie, who I've never heard of. He's never he's not played for three years. He is in fact thirty years old. But I know I couldn't like, believe that they yeah. said that. Yes, he's, he's one 30, of those but... that have lived the fascinating life of a third choice goalkeeper for years on years, and that's been his career. And yeah, is, who who deserves it more? The redemption arc of of Carius. Or a man that's just been reliable, always been there, just you know. Who, I think who, for the sto- for the storyline, it's got to be Carius. But I would like, love to see Carius just for. Yeah, the- I mean, if I was a Newcastle fan, I'd be absolutely terrified at the prospect of him playing here, like because he's got history for. The- I mean, I wonder if they might try and do an emergency loan, maybe a sort of a Ben Foster in for the game. I mean, could they could they do that? Could they pick him up? I mean, get him in, or get him to vlog the cup final. They not, tried not to sign it. Sign Ben Foster. I think Tottenham have tried to sign Ben Foster and weren't allowed. You might be right. Because Newcastle tried to sign him in the summer because I remember him talking about it on a podcast and he was like, he just ah. turned it down because, you know, his family was settled kind of wherever they were at the time. And yeah. uh, he obviously wasn't going to play. It was literally kind of a third choice sort of thing. Basically mm-hmm. what they've signed Carriers for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he might be right on that one. I mean, let, let's put it this way, right? Like, if they don't feel like they could play Carriers. And I know it's a cup final, so like the circumstances are pretty extreme, but it's sort of like, why on earth did you bring him in anyway then? Like, you don't expect it to actually happen, like, granted, but if he has to play, you're paying him, you know, thousands of pounds a week, most likely. Like, he's not there as a fan that you've kind of pulled out the stand. So, Spare you need to trust him. Mark Gillespie, though. Spare thought for Mark Gillespie. He's, I mean, he's if, been I, there for if years. I. And then, if I had like, any evidence he existed, then you know I probably <laughs> I'm convinced he's just a re like a regen from it, football. It does sound like very regen. Yeah, yeah. those great uh, keepers you have when you don't have a second choice available. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating next week. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would not want to be a Newcastle fan kind of going into that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, defend for the hilt. Okay, um, very quickly, our time is limited this week, so we're we're gonna start wrapping up here short king of the week is predetermined for me i don't know if any of you boys have any other contenders and again i didn't watch any of the games so you might have better candidates but i don't think there will be a better one than seamus coleman for his involvement in a in a in the biggest win for everton and the biggest defeat for leeds united this season so far Ferg was not going to argue with that is he no (laughs) obviously not Obviously, he he no, meant every bit of it as well, that goal. I'm they actually were saying on Match Absolutely. Today he did, because if you look at it, there's no one in the box to cross it to. And kind of the technique he uses to, quote-unquote, 
cross it is not a crossing technique. So no. unless he has like no eyesight and he's just bad at crossing, then it's probably a shot given the way he I, takes I it on. I have a feeling I've seen him score a similar goal before as well. I can't... Because... Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember if, if, if he has though. But he might have I've scored seen, a goal I've, from I've like, the side it. of the penalty area before. Yeah. He's got history for it. I can't. I look, I, I can't know. argue with him getting it. It was. Uh, it was a good finish. It was terrible goalkeeping. I mean, I've, I genuinely. Do, I have no idea what Meslier was doing. I mean, it's just crazy what. Just he does poor there. positioning more than anything else, isn't it? Like. Do you yeah, do but it? I just. I, I like. I'd get it if there was someone kind of herring into the box with a tap in, but there was no one in there. I just. I don't know what he was looking at and thinking. Okay, yeah, it could come across to him. He just was standing in absolute no man's land, and he the... just got caught cold. Leeds defense in general is horrid. No word on um... absolutely horrid. What about Aronson, Ali? Any, I didn't uh... watch the game, but I know. Right, I'm okay. Just doing so a you, you watched okay. enough to tell us. No, no, no need to snap that. there. <laughs> just because Brennan Aronson was brought up, <laughs> I didn't watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, but he watched. He watched enough to determine that the Leeds defense is bad. But you know, he didn't watch quite enough so that he could see that Brendan Aronson dropped yet another anonymous performance. Um, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you it's some nice mental gymnastics. No. I get it. You know, the Leeds fans will be delighted to hear. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't so, yeah. think they'll be happy with anything. The fact that they're 19th right now, with 23 yeah. games played. I mean, the relegation is just crazy. I mean, you look at that bottom half. There's eight points between 11th in the league well, and Chelsea relegation contenders. Yeah, what are they? Eleven points. points. Eleven points above. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Funny, I've got on Sky. Um, Yeah, one thing I actually forgot to say about Chelsea. Yeah, my initial instincts on Mudrick. Right. All right. It's it's not going to work out. I told you so. I told you so. It never made sense, and it never will. Sorry for snapping there, but I was, Why is I was that? The, 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 the stick I got for just saying how awful this deal was. It's insane. I'm what, why, right. why is that? I hope what I'm not pro- being proven right, just, just for the record. I want Mudrick to succeed. There's a lot of pressure on the kid, and I don't want him to fail with that price that he went for with that amount of pressure. Right? Just to be, just to be absolutely clear. But the si- this signing and most Chelsea signings are nonsensical. Waste of money. Waste of money, waste of six hundred million that any other institution in the world that does good things could have done better for with. I, I'm wound up by Chelsea. I'm wound up by Chelsea, Fergal. I am. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm done. I, I hope he proves me wrong, but just my initial instincts are like, for he, I, I, I'm very confident in saying he'll never repay his transfer fee. I just don't there see him him doing that. He might become a good player. But I'm um, I'm not so sure on him at all. Why am I so happy with my take being right? I know I thought I'd be the one that's like fist pumping and over the moon that he looks to be a flop and we've kind of dodged the bullet. But Ali's see, doing it all for me. See, Harry, I hate I hate overspend in football specifically. Yeah. Right. It, like that. That. Uh, he was really hate Darwin Nunes. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, oh no, he I, does. Do you not hear the disgust in his voice earlier? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. How? Why have you spent seven million for that? Like, I get it. I get like signing a striker for big money that is that uh, had a sensational season last season. Why are we spending seventy 
so much money. It's so much money. The best players of the world should be going for 50. State yeah. of the game, man. I know. God. Wait. Let's predict the Champions League's fixtures. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the coming week, Tuesday. Uh, so we did this last week. We, we uh, predicted the outcome of whoever's going to go through out of these fixtures. So the right. aggregate uh, result. Frankfurt yeah. Napoli. Napoli. There's only one answer there. Fergal? Yeah. Um, Frankfurt Napoli. Yeah, Napoli. Napoli. Liverpool Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Um, You're thinking about yeah. it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I sort of want to be contrarian. I'll go Liverpool. Sure. I don't, I don't hate that, obviously. Fergal. Real Madrid. Yep. Wednesday, Inter Milan Porto. Inter on a pretty on a pretty stinky run of form, has to be said. Um, I know little about both teams. Um, I'll go. Oh, Porto have, they still have that good manager, don't they? Porto's manager. Um, uh, it goes by the name of Sergio, Sergio Conceição. There you go. I was I had that in my head. I was like, wasn't sure if that was right. Um, I'll go Porto. Good, sure. Uh, what do you what, do you what do you reckon, Harry? Enter. Enter. I'll say enter too. Yeah. Just a, a quality difference. Right, and after that. RB Leipzig, Manchester City. You two go first. City. Fergal. City, Harry. Okay, Fergal. Um, how are Leipzig doing? Leipzig mm-hmm. have title credentials. The Bundesliga is pretty crazy. They have three teams on the same number of points. Bayern Munich, 43. Borussia Dortmund, 43. Uni Berlin, who drew today, 0-0, against the bottom team, Schalke. 43 points. Uh, it could have been top today. Uh, but then there's Freiburg on 40, and then RB Leipzig on 39, and Eintracht Frankfurt on 38. So I have six teams in title contention, theoretically. Um, I would be really annoyed if Team Werner started scoring <laughs> <laughs> against them. Um, he's got five goals, I see, one assist this year. Um, no, I'll go Man City. I th- I'm pretty confident with that. Leipzig. Wow. wow. Just cause just be contrarian. Just be contrarian. I think they they are they have it on a pretty sensational run of form since the World Cup. Uh, well, hmm, I don't know about sensational. It's pretty, a, a pretty interesting use of words. Berlin are good against everyone though. Uh, but you know, win, 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 draw, defeat, win. So they they've been on a run of wins with a mini blip. That's how I see it. Man City are struggling. They've got a solid team. I'm just looking at their last lineup. It's, it's a few recognizable names in there. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Man City. I think uh, I think I'll go with Man City, and I think that wraps up the episode. Uh, the uh, MLS season starts on Saturday, boys, and it's on. Just to end on this, it is on Apple TV globally, and uh, I would encourage people to. Check it out. It's, it's a considerable... 
You just got Apple TV. Well, the uh, the season pass is a separate subscription. Unfortunately, it's pretty annoying. Oh yeah. But I do encourage people to to give it give it a give it a watch because forty percent of the games are going to be free. Uh, like in front of the paywall, you just go on the season pass without paying anything. No credit card required. Oh. Watch the games. Forty percent of the games are on there. Um. I think the Union game is for free. I I think I'm not 100% sure. But I watched a friendly yesterday that was like a test run for Apple TV's production. And it is really, really good. I'm much more positive now about the uh, season panning out and more fans being involved with MLS. Because we have the, the problem with US soccer is that we have a lot of fans that support European teams and just do not care or know enough about MLS. And that was mm-hmm. me at some point. Um. Until I started getting involved with the union, but it's gonna be very, very good. the 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 quality is really high. All the streams are on sixty fps. Uh, a lot of different camera angles. There is uh, a halftime show for every game. There's gonna be a wraparound show for the entire weekend. Uh, different commentators for everyone. Show? Like someone performing. No, no, no. The halftime like report, like halftime studio. Oh, right. Sure. oh right was that uh, an, not always the case then? uh in some in some broadcasts it wasn't uh, right. i believe okay. but they're gonna like put a very big emphasis on making it an like an actual part of the show um but yeah it's gonna be really good uh and i encourage you boys to check it out because we're gonna have a good season it, we're supposed to we're supposed to we're mls favorites but all right that's good. gonna wrap it up Good. Harry's response. Good. Good good luck. All right. Thank you. Uh, All right. We'll see you this time next week. Unless anything bad happens. Uh, I don't know. I I never know how to wrap up these shows. I need suggestions. Up the union. Yes. Cheers.